0: Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. West Durham, one of the great voices of both the NFL and the ACC, joins us next hour. More of your calls on college hoops. Coach K got a win over Pitt last night. A hug with Panthers head coach Jeff Capel, his former player and associate head coach. More words of wisdom and celebration, really, about the life and times of his former Team USA player, Kobe Bryant. We have Shaquille O'Neal in his own words for you here shortly. And then an angry scolding toward his own Cameron Crazies from the sidelines. Even a more in-your-face version of it as he went into the locker room at halftime. He did apologize to the students later for the miscommunication. Duke did get the win over the Panthers. Pitt looks more like an NIT team, like a lot in the midsection of the ACC. Duke looks like a national championship contender. You can chime in on the controversy, the game, or more. We have questions of the day for your consideration as well. With Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs in mind, who is the best coach in any pro sport who never won at all? Well, some of you have dug into the archives. Brand-new Houston Astros manager, Dusty Baker, has more wins, not than anyone ever as a baseball manager at that level, but more wins than anyone who has not yet won a World Series title. Dusty Baker, one of the baseball answers to our question of the day. Andy Reid is still active, so he can remove his name from this list. But Marty Schottenheimer, Dan Reeves, Chuck Knox... Bud Grant of the Vikings. Gary has another to add to the list. Those are NFL versions of answers to our questions of the day. Who is that best coach in any pro sport who never won at all? Again, Scotty Bowman in hockey, all-time wins leader, also nine-time Stanley Cup champion. Connie Mack in baseball all-time wins leader, also five-time World Series champion. Greg Popovich in the NBA, all-time wins leader, also five-time NBA champion. Don Shula in the NFL, all-time wins leader, and also two-time champion in the National Football League. 1-800-849-2761. Andy Reid is number six on the all-time NFL wins list. Regular season plus playoffs, all five above them. Don Shula, George Hallis, Bill Belichick, Tom Landry, and Curly Lambeau have multiple Super Bowl titles or NFL championships, depending on their era. 1-800-849-2761. That is your ticket into the program. If Jeff Capel is not the best candidate to succeed Coach K at Duke someday, who would be better in your eyes? You can chime in on that by dialing 1-800-849-2761. Trivia. Involving Carolina Hurricanes hockey tickets, you'll actually have your choice of this Friday night against the Vegas Golden Knights or this Sunday afternoon before the Super Bowl as the Canes host the Vancouver Canucks. We'll get you two lower-level seats to PNC Arena for your choice of Friday night or Sunday afternoon. That trivia a little bit later this hour. West Durham, next hour, 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. As we go to Gary and you, on the NFL, Kobe Bryant, college basketball, and other headlines of the day, Shaquille O'Neal, in his own words, he was part of a big salute to Kobe Bryant last Kobe Bryant and his memory last night on TNT in that case. Jerry West and others were a part of that panel as well. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Darren, I don't know if this makes me a bad guy or not, but as intern Will takes more calls, 1-800-849-2761, have you ever felt that if you knew the right person, you could almost guarantee a win in a Super Bowl prop bet? Like my logical wheels get turning on some of these things. There comes a point where insider trading style, you could end up in prison. Well, I was going to say my, my follow
1: things. up there was like, you mean if I knew the person <laughs> singing the national well, anthem, for so it, that
0: I could ensure that they they speed it up, you know? For example, there's a lot of scrutiny on players because there have been scandals in sports where somebody bought a player and they threw a World Series or a college basketball game or something else. So there's a lot of scrutiny there. There would also be scrutiny, I would imagine, on the National Anthem singer when there is a prop bet for the length of the anthem. Like if your best friend from childhood somehow went on to become a superstar and you were down on your luck and you just reached out, maybe you kept in touch. Hey, uh, anyway, you can make sure you drag out the anthem a little bit. I got, uh, I'm betting the kids' college tuition fund on over two minutes or whatever. Maybe that person still holds a soft place in his or her heart for you all those years later and says, Darren, you know what? Just between you and me, I'm going to make it over two minutes. And we're going to double. You can have another kid now. Now you can send two different children to college with your doubling of your current college tuition fund, whatever that might be. When I see prop bet items, this is an actual one, ready? There are odds on, among many other things, what color sports drink will be dumped on the winning coach. Yeah, this one's been popular for a number of years. Do you know how many people we need? And this is not going to be a scrutinized person. This is not a player. The referees, of course, are under scrutiny. The coaches are under scrutiny. The national anthem singer is probably under scrutiny. Do you know how many people we really need? Maybe it's my old fraternity brother. Somehow, some way, my <laughs> old fraternity brother is the sideline manager for either the Kansas City Chiefs or the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, I've never been guilty of insider trading, and maybe it's the I-don't-like-the-sounds-of-prison gene inside of me that prevents me from going too far down these roads. But aren't you curious? Like, if your best friend was the team manager for either the Niners or the Chiefs, and, I mean, your best friend, so you're. how are most conspiracies found out? There's more than two people involved. Now, sometimes the two-person conspiracy is also found out, but... It's easier to keep a secret between two by a lot than it is three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We all know that. One person. They know what color sport drink is going to be on their sideline. When do they know that? Do we have team managers in today's listening audience. How many? <laughs> how many hours or days in advance do you know the color of your sport drink on the sideline for Super Bowl 54? I mean, that doesn't sound like a game time decision to me. You're going to know that morning, aren't you? For sure. Will you day know the, of, you'll be able you to. Will you know the day before? Will you know the week before? Because if so, and I'm your best friend, I'm asking you that question, man. What, what color is the sport drink? And I imagine the Vegas betting window is open until close to kickoff, right? Right. All right, so I got you on the Chiefs or the Niners sidelines. You're my best buddy. We swear we're not telling anybody about this. You're re- Is the FBI listening right now? Is this being recorded? No. I'm just kidding. There's room for error here, if you know what I'm saying. Well, yeah, because
1: you, you got to pick the winning team in that case or or, well, or have your
0: guy on the winning team's sideline. Or Or how much time is there to walk around before the game? Now, game day, <laughs> game, right? Hey, maybe he has a friend on the 49ers yeah. sideline. Oh, he team. doesn't have to get the friend involved again. That's violating my it's harder to keep a secret among more than two. I don't want to go down that road. I'm trying to I'm going to try to I mean, you know what the old mafia did. If or you, just,
1: a, you know, a friendly walk
0: they over sure there. made sure there were only so many eyewitnesses that lived, if you know what <laughs> I'm saying, right? I get what you're
1: saying, though. Just a friendly walk over there. Hey, we're rocking the lemon-lime flavor. Exactly. Like, what are you
0: guys? Exactly. <laughs> or you're just thirsty, and you just go <laughs> over there. Are there more than one color on the same sideline? Because then we have to pull the plug on this entire operation. Do you know which jug the players are going to grab? I'm thinking, and again, we might need a team manager to set us all straight. Wouldn't everything on your sideline be the same color that day? The options at the Vegas betting window, seriously, are red. That is the Vegas' favorite front. For what reason, I have no idea. Well, this is the first Super Bowl, is it ever, that two teams... That is correct, that is correct, perhaps that's the logic. Yeah. You don't get as good odds if you pick red as the sports drink dumped on the winning coach at Super Bowl 54. Orange is on the board. Clear slash water is the same category, so either a clear sports drink or water itself. Yellow and green are listed separately, I believe. So, factor in whatever you might along those lines. I'm always looking for an angle, Darren. L- mostly, I'm looking for legal angles. This is probably crossing that line. But this is just one example from among truly hundreds of prop bets. Your friend, the anthem singer, can make sure she goes over two minutes or, or she under. Can. Or other? Or under. Oh, under. Or under. Because, I mean, you're picking between well, the over and there the might under. Be some I think ner- the most common there is the There might be some be nerves over. involved, but they're sure. going to repeat it. You know, what if you just said, in the last 10 times you warmed up, how, what had come out yeah, of Yeah, they rehearsed it. somebody have things. a clock on you? You know, are you trending toward 209? You know, it's trending toward 158? I mean, you know, I'm just looking for some intel. A lot of money at stake, Darren. I see how they govern the most obvious opportunities for fraud. Players are scrutinized. Referees are scrutinized. If you're an NFL referee, your bank accounts can be demanded by the NFL, right? You're not even allowed as an NBA, NFL, baseball, whatever, umpire. You're not even allowed in most like Vegas and other betting contexts. Like even in your free time, there are limitations on what you're allowed to do. But those are the obvious ones. The team manager who picks whether it's red or green Gatorade that day, I don't think is under nearly as much scrutiny, but I am willing to find out. 1-800-849-2761. Gary, I'm not proud of that entire conversation. I'm just trying to share how my brain works sometimes, although, of course, Darren, I am always staying on the legal side of that line. Gary, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead.
2: Yes, thank you, D.G. Sure, uh, my coaching nomination would be for George Allen, going back into the past a bit in the late 60s and 70s with the Washington Redskins and the Los Angeles Rams. He had the misfortune of probably having his best team in 1972 when they faced off with the undefeated Dolphins in Super Bowl VII. But his teams were consistently uh, in the upper echelon of the NFL and a playoff participant and contender. Yeah,
0: you know what I'm getting a lot of? And I remember a little bit of George Allen. Uh, Marv Levy famously went to four Super Bowls with the Bills, but lost all four. Bud Grant went to a bunch of Super Bowls with the Vikings, but lost them all. Those are popular picks today. Chuck Knox, Dan Reeves, and Marty Schottenheimer are all among the top dozen winningest coaches in NFL history, and yet none of those three guys has a Super Bowl championship ring. You know who's in the top 25 all-time NFL's wins list without a Super Bowl? Former Panthers head coach John Fox is in the top 25, but also has not yet gotten that uh, Super Bowl championship ring. Marvin Lewis is right around the top 25 all-time. Of course, also does not have a Super Bowl championship ring. Gary, thank you for your participation and contribution. As always, 1-800-849-2761. Darren, just to build on our theme a little bit, wasn't it Danny Ocean as played by George Clooney? Wasn't there a little Tess slash Julia Roberts in a different type of Las Vegas casino heist theme in all the Oceans movies? Don't you think? I mean, they needed guns. They needed helicopters. There was blackmail involved. There was usually a bad guy played by an Andy Garcia or somebody. Duffel bags of funny money. I mean, you needed a little guy that would fit inside a suitcase. (laughs) I don't need that just to bribe my fraternity brother team manager to tell me the color of the sports drink, right? Isn't our way? Can we have our own Oceans-themed movie series? Except we are finding less obvious ways to beat Vegas. Hollywood
1: doesn't like that that much, though.
0: <laughs> what, what it's way the, more
1: exciting, George Clooney's way.
0: What did Clooney and Brad Pitt need, man? They needed the little guy who was also an acrobat, right? You need people who can crack safes. You need all sorts of computer and technology expertise. We don't need any of those things.
1: Now, they did have an in man, like an inside man. Bernie Mac, if I'm not Bernie mistaken, Mac. was the blackjack
0: dealer. They needed a lot, man. Now, if you get, I think we have a concept. I don't know if it'll ever get to Oceans 12, Oceans 11, Oceans 13. I don't know if we can make this into a series. I'm not even sure we can have cool theme music like what you just dug out from the Oceans 11, Oceans 12, Oceans 13 series. Will there be more? Wasn't there an Oceans 8 or is that a spinoff? I think there was. Maybe not as popular. I'm not sure. But isn't this great music? It's a, if, let's play this music while we call your childhood friend the National Anthem singer. while we call my fraternity brother the Niners or Chiefs team manager. All we need is one person and a little creativity. Yeah, saunter on over to the other sideline before the game, get a little drink casually. Let us know what color that is and let us know what color's on your sideline. Then we've got both sides beat there and then what would be required? If they were all the same color, we're betting the ranch, the farm, and the dog. I guess what could go wrong then? What if there is no dumping? of the Gatorade. I'm always thinking of the downside, Darren, just to make this this the most informed criminal enterprise. Yeah, is that a push? As long as we're going to have a criminal enterprise today on the David Glenn Show, I'm just (laughs) trying to think of the potential downside. What, What happens? We'd have to ask the Vegas people without raising suspicions, why is this guy asking what happens if there's no Gatorade dump? Is it a push or is it a loss? Why does he care so much? And did you know his old fraternity brother is a team manager for the 49ers? Just thinking, always thinking, Darren. <laughs> the wheels are turning Super Bowl 54 style with prop bets and otherwise. End of the question of the day. Who's the best coach in any pro sport who never won it all and is the best dancer in any sport? Chiefs coach Andy Reid, at least until he gets one done. 1-800-849-2761. We'll get to Billy on the other side. More on college basketball on the other side. Virginia took a big step forward toward an NCAA tournament bid by beating number 5 Florida State in Charlottesville. Syracuse and Virginia Tech are bubble teams that needed to pile up more wins, but the Orange lost at Clemson and the Hokies lost at Miami. That's not good. ECU, led by DG Show midseason State of North Carolina Player of the Year, Jaden Gardner. Again, I just posted that uh, article at V Athletic Carolina earlier today. There are players, coaches, teams from a dozen different universities in our state. Who don't get as much love as the ACC guys, good or bad, but the Pirates actually host a top 25 ranked Houston Cougars team in a AAC matchup tonight at Minji's Coliseum. Get there if you can. The grandparents are in town. Maybe, maybe my mom and pop pop want to go to Minji's tonight. Take Anthony out to dinner and then catch the ball game. In I don't know. Pop-pop doesn't get around as quickly as he used to, but maybe we could do the double whammy, right? Or is Anthony studying too hard for for, for Thursday morning's classes? Is that what he's trying to talk me into? I'm not sure. Big game for the Pirates tonight, who have our midseason player of the year, Jaden Gardner. Charlotte, UNC Greensboro. Wes Miller is my midseason State of North Carolina Coach of the Year. Western Carolina is on the upswing. Davidson is always relevant. App State is pointed in the right direction. Did you know your High Point Panthers? Is Tubby okay with me calling them your High Point Panthers? Yeah, I mean, they're his, but but uh, You're the for purposes of the show, sure, yeah. Well, hey, Brian Geisinger is in the neighborhood. You guys call High Point Panthers games from time to time as a tandem. Right. I think that justifies your High Point <laughs> they're Panthers. <ours>. Right? <laughs> they're Tubby's, too. Tubby Smith, head coach at High Point, of course, his alma mater. Uh, Your point guard, your freshman point guard, was on my all-freshman midseason North Carolina basketball team. John Michael Wright. Justifiably so, right? North Carolina. Yeah, he's having
1: a really good freshman season.
0: Would you get in trouble with the other players in the high-point locker room if you said on the air that, what do you call him, JMW? JMW, yeah. Is he already, as a true freshman, the Panthers' best player? Or can you would you just be burning bridges by going out on that limb? I can <laughs> I, say it.
1: I can tell you he's their leading scorer and rebounder. Very currently. objectively. Very so look at
0: that. You you just the numbers, Darren Vaught says. Don't get into my <laughs> play-by-play opinion. That's what Brian Geisinger is for. He can chime in on the side about whatever he thinks. You're a wise man, despite your youthful exuberance, Darren Vaught. I respect that. High point, App State, NC Central, Lavelle Moton, North Carolina AT, UNC Asheville is pointed in the right direction. We are celebrating the rest of college basketball in our state with that particular post at theathletic.com and The Athletic Carolina. Again, all of our ACC stuff on college hoops and other things is at accsports.com. one eight hundred eight four nine two seven six one. 849 2761 I promised you Shaquille O'Neal in his own words, in case you missed it, on Kobe Bryant, yet another emotional tribute, in that case from a guy who famously teamed up with Kobe on the way to multiple NBA titles. Shaq got really emotional on the TNT broadcast last night. We'll play that for you on the other side. Billy wants in from Graham, North Carolina. David wants in from Welcome, North Carolina. The Australian Open in tennis is coming down the stretch. The Carolina Hurricanes are back on the ice Friday night and Sunday at PNC Arena. And, of course, front and center today, Andy Reid, another NFL, Duke Pitt, and other college basketball. You can jump in with your question or comment by dialing 1-800-849-2761. Wes Durham on Super Bowl 54 and all things ACC. That's next hour. It's more of your phone calls. And Shaquille O'Neal on Kobe Bryant. That's next on The David Glenn Show. Mac Brown of the University of North Carolina. We got to win now.
2: Let's don't start looking at rebuilding. Let's don't talk about how bad we are. Let's don't talk about we're not better than anybody. Let's figure out how to win. And that's what we've done. And, and the Coastal, because it's been up in the air every year, why shouldn't we have a chance?
1: Keep it dialed in to the David Glenn Show.
0: Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. West Durham. On Super Bowl 54, he is the voice of the Atlanta Falcons, remember. Also, all things ACC basketball, Duke-Louisville, and although they lost last night, the Florida State Seminoles are mostly where they want to be. About a half a dozen other ACC teams think they can make the NCAA tournament but in most cases they face an uphill battle to get there Syracuse and Virginia Tech took steps back last night with road losses to Clemson and Miami NC State took a step back with that home loss to UNC earlier this week although many bracketologists still have the Wolfpack on the right side of that dividing line if you will Emotional tributes to Kobe Bryant. I did promise Shaquille O'Neal in his own words. Then Jared and David and Billy and others who want in on one of our questions of the day. If Pitt coach Jeff Capel is not the smartest, best candidate to one day succeed Mike Krzyzewski at Duke, who would be better in your eyes? Most votes going for Capel, as is mine, but a lot of other creative ideas on the table today as well. We're not pushing Coach K into retirement, but he does turn 73 years old next month. Jeff Capel was just here last night. His Panthers fell 79 to 67 there was a strange Coach K yelling at the Cameron Cameron Crazies aspect of that game he did apologize to the students to some degree in the aftermath Duke gets the nice win Dukes continues to look like a national title contender Pitt looks more like an NIT team which I think is going to be the destination for a whole bunch of ACC squads in the middle of the pack Shaquille O'Neal of course not only remembers Kobe Bryant for some of the ways that I shared from my own perspective on Monday. Many of you chimed in yesterday or Monday as well after Kobe's death this weekend with his daughter and others uh, in Kobe's case at the age of 41 Shaq has been part of that Batman-Robin combination. Shaq and Kobe helped bring Showtime back to L.A. after some down years in the post-Magic Johnson era. Shaq and Kobe had some rough moments. There's no doubt about it that their relationship has been fractured and strained by some of their public comments and even sometimes how they would interact as Lakers teammates back in the day. But Shaquille O'Neal, he was actually at one point stopped by Ernie Johnson. Ernie Johnson put his arm, you won't be able to see this, of course, in the audio, but TNT's Ernie Johnson put his arm around Shaq twice at least, maybe three times, when Shaq had a hard time fighting through the emotion and just getting the words out but it was so important to Shaq for him to just sort of empty the bucket for all the feelings he had as a person, as an NBA champion with Kobe, as a part of, you know, one of the most famous dynamic duos in the history of the NBA. Shaq, through some long pauses and a lot of tears, actually told Ernie Johnson at one point, no, man, I have to finish this. And I think the whole thing, when uh Charles Barkley was involved. Jerry West was involved, tearfully so, as well as the guy who kind of found Kobe for the L.A. Lakers. The whole thing lasted, like the part I saw was 10 minutes long. So we don't have 10 minutes, but we do have Shaquille O'Neal, maybe the best of Shaq, as he reflected on Kobe Bryant last night.
3: The other day I'm downstairs working out with my son, Shaquille, my nephew, Columbus, and my other nephew comes in, crying, and he shows me his phone. And I snapped at him. I said, man, get that out of my face. You know, we live in a world where anything could be photoshopped. I didn't want to believe it. And then I got the call from Charles, Kenny. We found out it was confirmed. Haven't felt the pain that sharp in a while. It was sort of like a triple stabbing to the heart because after you cry and wonder about that, then I get back on the Internet. Rick Fox is on the plane, so now I'm sick even more. I'm calling Rick. He's not answering. So now I'm like, what's going on? And then the final blow, his lovely daughter was with him on the helicopter. I don't talk to you guys as much as I, much as I need to. The fact that uh, we're not going to be able to joke at his Hall of Fame ceremony. We're not going to be able to say, "Hi, I got five, you got four. The fact that we're not going to be able to say if we would stay together, we could have got 10. Those are the things that you can't get back. Shaquille
0: O'Neal last night on TNT. It's viral, so if you want more of that, you can find it everywhere. Billy is in Graham. David is in Welcome, North Carolina. Jared is in Apex. Since I talked about college basketball beyond the ACC, let's go to Jared. He has a team that is on the rise in our state but does not get nearly as much publicity as, say, the top 10 Duke Blue Devils, or even though they're down this year, the struggling North Carolina Tar Heels, Roy Williams among our guests recently. Coach K drops by as well. I think we're going to have John Shire as our next Blue Devils guest coming soon. Jared and Apex, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. How's it
2: going, DG? Long-time listener, first-time caller.
0: Good to have you with us, man. What's on your mind?
2: I just wanted to talk to you about, I'm glad you're giving love to a lot of the smaller schools in the state, especially Western Carolina. I'm an alumnus, um, and athletics there hasn't been much to be really proud of the past few years. You're right. But uh, Mark Foster has got this ship right, and he's got a good guy. His name is Mason Faulkner. He's pretty much how he goes, the way the team goes, and a big game tonight against UNCG. Yeah,
0: and those are two teams worth watching in the Southern Conference. There are other good teams. For those who don't know, the SOCON has East Tennessee State and Furman as really good teams. But I actually made a list in my article today at The Athletic Carolina, the teams with the best chance of making the NCAA tournament. And remember, if you're in the ACC and you don't win your league, you still have a decent chance at a net large bid if you can build the right resume. Virtually everybody else in our league, in our state rather, would have to win their conference tournament to get the automatic bid. Many of them play in one-bid leagues. So the Southern Conference, you can't say never. Remember last year, Wes Miller and the Spartans had uh, an at-large type resume. They made it by winning the league two years ago, UNCG. And then they had a heck of a bubble resume for a SOCON team. We even created a hashtag. They created it. We kind of helped them with it. And they fell just short of an at large bid. For the most part, the teams we're talking about, including the Catamounts of Western Carolina, got to win your conference tournament. It won't be easy. But as someone who follows all 18 programs to one degree or another, the ACC teams, of course, I see the most often, I listed. UNCG and Western Carolina from the same conference. It's not like they both will make the big dance, but as two of the teams with the best chance of making this year's big dance. And Wes Miller's been at UNCG for nine years now, believe it or not. Mark Prosser, son of Skip, has been at Western for only two years. So, you know, I'm not betting big money on anybody. It's just they're two of, I don't know, the five teams with the best chance of winning the Southern Conference tournament. And if you're... A higher seed, you know, it can happen. Three games in three days, four games in four days, depending on your conference, sometimes even longer than that. North Carolina Central under Lavelle Moton, who's taken the Eagles to the MEAC title four times in the last six years, which means four trips to the big dance in the last six years. North Carolina A&T, I mean, the two Aggie Eagle basketball classics, we always include them, the Aggie Eagle football classic in our big tailgate tour, driven by Continental Tire even in the offseason, North Carolina A&T and North Carolina Central are two of the best teams in the MEAC, along with Norfolk State, which is, of course, out-of-state, Western and UNCG in the Southern Conference, and then I think the Charlotte 49ers, who have a really proud basketball tradition, Cornbread Maxwell once led the 49ers all the way to the Final Four. Charlotte has been down, just like the caller described. Western Carolina has been down in football for a long time, down in men's basketball for a long time. They've had, you know, the occasional good ba- baseball program or team or or something else going on. But when you're in Culloway, North Carolina, which is not, you know, Charlotte is in the, our state's biggest city, right? NC Central's in Durham, a, a fairly large part of the triangle. a t is in Greensboro, the triad, another of our great population centers. If you're in Little Culloway, you know, you're kind of in the middle of nowhere. So there's even that much more difficulty to get attention even when you're good. And then when you're not good in the highest profile sports for a long time and you're in Little Culloway, man, good luck for people even remembering that you're on the radar. So Mark Prosser, son of the late, great Skip Prosser, was hired year before last. This is year two. And I don't know, Darren, you're kind of in Big South mode with your High Point Panthers stuff. You might not see a lot of Southern Conference. I've seen enough to know this. Wes Miller's team at UNC Greensboro is the best defensive team in that league. And they have an amazing athlete and in Isaiah Miller on the perimeter, who's Kind of a point guard, kind of not. He's just a guard, and he's amazing. He's a dynamo defensively. They have a senior center named James Dickey, who's a rebounder and a shot blocker. Like, good luck getting second-chance points against the Spartans. So you've got a defensive dynamo on the perimeter, a defensive dynamo near the rim, and Wes Miller's team, not always beautiful offensively, consistently great defensively, kind of like a Tony Bennett team at UVA, but with a different style. The same league, I think, offers us the best offensive team in the Southern Conference. And just like Skip Prosser had some dynamic teams at Xavier and Wake Forest offensively, Mark Prosser has a point guard named Mason Faulkner, a three-point sharpshooter named Matt Halverson, and a big fella down low named Carlos Dotson, and they're just hard to stop. So we have great basketball this year, it feels like saying, you know, beyond Duke, you know, state's near the bubble. Carolina's kind of trending upward, but a 500 basketball team, which you hardly ever say about the Tar Heels, 10 wins and 10 losses. Wake Forest is kind of mired in misery. If not misery, certainly mediocrity. So the ACC, I mean, those, the big four teams in our state may produce, we know one NCAA tournament bid. Will there be a second? I don't know. Darren, in 33 years, 34 now, calendar years of covering this stuff, I've never seen a year where the state of North Carolina got only one bid. Back in the day, that was possible because the tournament was smaller. But let's just say it went to a 64-team format, now 68, in the 80s. all right. From the late mid to late 80s forward, our state sometimes has like six NCAA tournament participants right here on January 29th. Do you know how many you can say are locks from our whole state? One. I've seen a year where there were only two. That happened 10 years ago when the Tar Heels missed for Roy Williams. I believe it was Wake under Dino Gaudio and Kay, uh, Kay led Duke teams. Two from our whole state. As we sit here today, man, I'm glad I had all these nice stories to write about Again, find it at The Athletic Carolina. UNC in Western Carolina in the Southern Conference have a shot. A&T and Central in the MEAC have a shot. Charlotte in Conference USA has a shot come conference tournament time. They have an amazing freshman point guard who is my midseason freshman of the year, Jameer Young, from famous DeMatha High School in Maryland. Man, Ron Sanchez, former assistant to Tony Bennett at UVA. Is only in his second year he found the guy who's going to help him turn the 49ers around his name is Jameer Young he's really really good and along with a Jaden Gardner at ECU they're among my mid-season uh, all North Carolina honorees if you will those five possibilities I just mentioned are nowhere near locks NC State's right on the bubble the Tar Heels would need one sensational story over the next month or so to make themselves relevant in this conversation. They're certainly not there yet. Don't give me one team, Darren. They're not going to cancel. We're, we still air episodes of the David Glenn Show in March if our state only gets one team in, right? I think. There's nothing That's in our what contract they tell me. about That's that stuff. That's what they tell me. All right, 1-800-849-2761. Let me squeeze Billy and Graham in. He has good answers to the question of the day. Go right ahead. What who is the best coach in any pro sport who like Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs has not yet won it all? Now,
2: since you're not doing you ain't getting too many NBA, I'm going to give you two. All right. George Call and Jerry Sloan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And actually there's one more famous NBA one. The winningest coaches in NBA history obviously have won it all. Greg Popovich five times. Uh, A guy named Lenny Wilkins, number two on the wins list. He won it one time. Jerry Sloan is way high on the all-time wins list. Remember Utah Jazz? Never won an NBA title. Uh, George Carl is somewhere high on that wins list. Never won an NBA title. And then one I don't think he mentioned, Don Nelson is the third winningest coach in the history of the NBA when you merge regular season wins and playoff victories. Don Nelson's number one. I mean, maybe he's a better answer to this question than the, uh, Don Nelson's number three. I think he's number one in the regular season wins category, something like that. So Jerry Sloan, George Carl, Don Nelson. Don Nelson is at least third on the all-time. Andy Reid's sixth, so he has time. Don Nelson is retired and had, what, 1,000-plus NBA victories as a head coach. never as an NBA champion, as a coach. Maybe that's why he's smoking and selling pot out in the island somewhere after all of those years of victories, but no years of NBA championships. One thing explains the other. Maybe I'm not connecting the dots through the smoky haze there. I'm not sure. 1-800-849-2761. More of your phone calls. West Durham is on the way. Super Bowl 54 involves a lot of betting, 26 million Americans are expected to participate legally or illegally, large or small, including those little square office pools that many of us enjoy. More on those numbers from the American Gaming Association with more of your phone calls, college hoops, NFL, a little tennis, a little hockey, and we're giving away tickets too. We're glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show.
2: Mike Lupica, welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Sports used to be called the toy department, and I said, look at the political scene, and and, and tell me that's any more real or, or more serious than what we see. When people say, oh, stick to sports, well, who passed that law?
1: You're listening to The David Glenn Show.
0: Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. David and welcome has been waiting quite a while through the NFL, Super Bowl, Andy Reid, Coach K, Jeff Capel, and college basketball talk. We'll go off the beaten trail for a moment. West Durham will bring us back to college hoops in Super Bowl 54. He is the voice of the Atlanta Falcons in the NFL. He is the voice of the ACC. In many different ways, college basketball included. West joins us live at about 45 minutes. David is calling from Welcome, North Carolina. Beyond college hoops in the NFL and some NBA as well, uh, we'll have more emotional tributes to Kobe Bryant from the last 24 hours. The Australian Open is on my mind. The return of the Carolina Hurricanes. We're giving tickets away later today. You'll have your choice of either Friday night against Vegas or Sunday afternoon against Vancouver. As the NHL All-Star break is over, others have already played. More will play tonight. Kane's not on the ice for games, at least, until Friday night against Vegas. And then Sunday afternoon, wise choice by the Canes. Put it at a 2 o'clock start Canucks at Canes so that everybody can get home and watch the 49ers against the Chiefs in Super Bowl 54. David has either tennis or controversy or both on his mind. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead.
2: Hey, David. Uh, at the Australian Open Tennis Tournament, uh, they named a court after uh, Margaret Court, uh, who's a apparently a controversial uh, champion from the past. And I, I don't really want to comment about that yeah. particularly. but. But John McEnroe, uh, who was commentating for ESPN, and Martina Navratilova, who's commentating for the Tennis Channel, uh, were protesting that and uh, went out on the court and uh, had a sign and tried to uh, say some things into an open microphone, and they cut off the microphone. Uh, that I, and I don't know whether they had the consent of their networks. But if they didn't, I, I I don't think that was a very smart thing to do. Yeah, I think uh, if, if I think
0: Martina apologized. I, I I know much of what you're discussing. Martina did not apologize for her point of view. By the way, as somebody who has stood up for the LGBT community in many ways, publicly, privately, and otherwise, and I applaud her for that. I think she apologized for breaking protocol. Essentially. She wasn't supposed to have a banner. She was not supposed to grab the microphone that way. So again, apologizing for the details, but not apologizing for her message. What's your bottom line on, you know, whether they should rename the court or whether, uh, McEnroe and Martina have a good point or not.
2: Well, I I really, I really don't know enough about, uh, I think it was Margaret court to have an opinion on that. Uh, but, uh, uh, I, I mean, I think if 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 McEnroe and Martina and Navratilova were not commentators, were not associated with the network covering it, uh, you know, they can do whatever they want to do. That's fine. Uh, but I think as commentators, I, I just don't like uh, uh, the commentator trying to be part of part of the news or part of the show.
0: Yeah, it uh, depends. Regardless
2: right? of, of point of
0: view, it depends. For example, like in sports radio, we're supposed to have our opinions on everything, and live game coverage you usually have a play-by-play person who sticks more to describing the events and you usually have a color commentator person who is often invited to offer opinion good bad criticism uh, not only on the action but sometimes on the event and sometimes on controversial issues so You know, it varies a lot. How much independence is there between the NFL and the NFL's multi-billion-dollar TV partners, right? Whether it's a hot lightning rod topic like a Colin Kaepernick or kneeling during the anthem, you know, of course those conversations take place. Hey, are you guys before the game going to show kneeling players or do you just get right to the kickoff? Because at one point it is a story, and later it's less of a story, right? And most people are tuning in to watch the game only. So there's a happy medium in there somewhere. As a guy who's owned my own sports media companies, I don't believe it is, it, we should ever be in the business of burying our ostrich head in the sand. You know, there, there's an ugly part of reality. You know, it's, it's almost like a journalist and in a political context. You should never apologize for reporting when a politician lies. Like the idea that it's a conspiracy, right? No, tell us us when someone is being falsely accused of a lie. That's bad journalism. But if you lie 100 times in a row, it is a journalist's job to point out that you just lied 100 times in a row or 15,000 times or whatever the number is. And if you can't show that those are inaccurate, well, then you just have an anti-media problem. It is not only kind of the media's job to point out all 15,000 lies. It is absolutely the media's job to point out all 15,000 lies, unapologetically so, no matter who likes it. Similarly, in these contexts, color commentators communicate with their TV partners, and sometimes the sport carries a lot of weight and their job is not to put their ostrich head in the sand on matters that their opinion may upset some people. It all depends on your job description. Some jobs are to read the news and stay within the objectivity. Others' job descriptions are very clearly inclusive of offering opinions, sometimes even controversial ones. We're back after this. He's the UVA head basketball coach, Tony Bennett. You always... Believed in us. I guess you were the wind beneath our wings. There you go. How's that? <laughs> Do we but, have uh, background music That's for that? right. That's Bat Midler. There we go.
2: You are the wind my
0: wings. Keep it right here on The David Glenn Show. West Durham on Super Bowl 54 and some ACC basketball live in about 35 minutes. Hour 3 will begin with more of your calls, some Australian Open controversy, free Hurricanes hockey tickets, and more of my thoughts on Duke over Pitt and college basketball and Chiefs 49ers on Sunday. You can be next on the David Glenn Show. I made a reference to Mike Krzyzewski of Duke and his goat status. And I kid you not, I got angry emails if I really wanted to end Somebody, I would include some kind of sentence about being in the bleeping prairie chewing on grass.
3: This is the David Glenn Show.